Tackling your business's finance to-dos can be daunting enough without being slowed down by QuickBooks. More like slow books. NetSuite by Oracle is the number one financial system, no matter how big your business grows. With visibility and control of your financials, inventory, HR, e-commerce, and more, NetSuite is everything you need to grow. All in one place. Special financing is back. NetSuite is offering a one-of-a-kind financing program only for those ready to switch today. Head to NetSuite.com slash C-Suite right now. That's NetSuite.com slash C-Suite. Welcome to the Profitology Podcast, episode number 17, with Matt Johnson, creator of the Podcast Pitch Assistant. Welcome to the Profitology Podcast. I'm your host, Kelly O'Neill. Profitpreneurs are rewriting the rules for entrepreneurial business success in how they operate and scale their businesses, make more money, and design their businesses to give them more unplugged time in the process. Each week, join me for insightful and candid interviews with the most brilliant business minds, celebrity influencers, and fellow profitpreneurs who are disrupting the status quo and are going to leave you inspired to rewrite the rules in your own business. Let's get started. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Profitology Podcast. I want to thank you for listening to our podcast and for being a loyal follower. Today, I am so thrilled to bring to you a very good friend of mine that I have been talking to about podcast strategy, not only for myself, but for my clients for the past year or so, Matt Johnson. He is a marketer, an entrepreneur, and he's a podcast expert. He's the creator of Pursuing Results, which is a podcast PR and production agency based in San Diego. And he most recently created something that you are going to hear a little bit about called the Podcast Pitch Assistant. So if you are someone who wants to get interviewed on shows just like this, Matt is going to be uncovering the secret for you about why podcasting is the new networking. So if that is something you're into, stay tuned for an exciting episode. All right, guys, welcome to the Profitology Podcast. I am here with today's guest, Matt Johnson, and we are going to be talking all about podcasting as the new networking. Welcome, Matt. Thanks, Kelly. I'm super pumped to be here. We always have fun conversations. and I'm, I'm excited that this one will actually get recorded because most of, uh, seems like most of our conversations don't get recorded. Uh, really? <laughs> Just that one time, yes, we were having some internet issues. Yeah. So I am thrilled to be here with you today. You are one of my favorite podcasting companies on the planet. And I have been loving on Facebook your little lives that you've been doing, yeah. where you've been giving everyone podcasting tips uh, about how to build and scale their businesses utilizing podcasting. So tell me about the philosophy that podcasting is the new networking. Yeah, so the thing that I've noticed after doing this for, you know, four plus years or whatever is that the most impactful thing that came out of podcasting wasn't just the audience that was built and the typical things you think about, right? So I, I don't swim in the world of millions of downloads and drowning in sponsorship money, right? Uh, I run in the world of extremely hyper-focused, very niche business podcasts. And the major benefit that I've seen come from that has been the relationships. Uh, so for example, I mean, some of my best friends I met through podcasting, people that I will fly across the country to go hang out with, I met through podcasting. My own business coach that I hired last year, I met through podcasting. So um, what I'm seeing is that a lot of my friends are experiencing the same things. Like one of my clients 
was a guest on Pat Flynn's podcast a couple of years ago, and she can tie in six figures of legit revenue straight to that one podcast appearance. Now, not to mention the, to the fact that that led to like a, a series of like speaking engagements and other podcast appearances that all kind of came from that. But I'm starting to see that more and more. And like when I, I sit around and joke with the guy that I used to work for who ran my old agency and he had to fly all over God's creation and buy people bottle service at 4am in, in Vegas right. just to get clients signed up, just to have those kinds of deep conversations. I get to just cherry pick. Like if I want to talk to someone, I just invite them onto my podcast or vice versa, right? And so I'm, I'm meeting all the people that I want to meet, all the potential clients I could want, all the potential referral partners and advocates and champions I could want. I just meet them through podcasting. So I virtually never, like you won't see me at events unless I'm invited to speak. I don't, I don't roam the halls. You won't find me like having the happy hour network all the time. You know what I'm saying? Like I don't, I'm not a big drinker partier anyway, so that's exhausting. If I had to grow my business that way, it would grow a lot slower. And so I'm able to kind of put the whole thing on overdrive uh, just by that combination of like hosting my own show and then getting pitched as a guest. Okay. And so, and so I love that, that you're talking about that. Cause that's actually how we met. You actually found me through LinkedIn. I think so. And yeah. Yeah, you found me through LinkedIn and you reached out to us and invited me to be on your podcast. And then I, I did two of your podcasts. And now here you are on, on ours. And we've done some business together on the back end. We've referred some people back and forth. We're doing some more stuff together. Mm-hmm. So, you know, this is obviously really, really effective. Mm-hmm. So when you say, I want to back up and you, you talked about like the hyper niched business focus. Tell me what you mean by that. So what I mean is that like the average podcast gets a couple hundred downloads per episode, right? And so I think when most people think about podcasting, number one, they think of either hosting their own and getting thousands upon thousands of downloads. And they also think that way when they think about being a guest. A lot of times their first question is just tell me how big the audience is. In this world of like business influencers and high level coaches and consultants that you and I both operate in, to me that that is irrelevant. To me, it's irrelevant whether the podcast gets thousands of downloads. I mean, one of my clients absolutely dominates his niche and generates multiple six figures to his coaching business, which is super, super focused and super niche. And his podcast gets 1,000 to 1,500 downloads per episode. So then you contrast that with people I know that run podcasts, they get hundreds of thousands of downloads, sometimes you know, multiple millions upon the course of it, and they can't figure out how to get that thing to make money to save their life. Right, right. that's so true story. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and most people don't know that until you start hanging out with these influencers and podcast hosts behind the scenes uh, that, yeah, it's a, the audience doesn't automatically, the money doesn't automatically follow the audience. The, the audience on podcasting follows what every business follows, which is the niche and how well positioned you are. And that, that's what I love about you do, what you do for clients that I, you know, that makes my job a lot easier. If someone mm-hmm. comes in, me and we run a podcast for them and it's well positioned and it's dialed in and they know who they want to attract, I can help them form a podcast that like laser targets and goes exactly after the right people and helps them invite all of the right like influential strategic partners. So they build this network of people in that same space that are all referring them clients like that works. Uh, if some, someone comes to me with a wildly unfocused business and has dreams of building a podcast that gets millions of downloads and they're going to be the next Tony Robbins or Rachel Hollis. Right, right. Can't, I, I mean, I, I, can, I can help you to an extent. And they're taking selfies of the themselves show. the whole time while they're, <laughs> no, no, no. they're taking selfies while they're trying to record their podcast so they can post on it on the gram. Yes, exactly. Thank you for that. Not, yeah, no problem. Yeah, not, 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 not our clients. Yeah, no, no, um, no, no. Per, 
No, I love it. I love it. And this is, and this is fantastic. So how are you finding, so you, you've got a couple of services and actually my team is going through your training right now on how to get booked on podcasts, which is fantastic. How do you choose, um, how do you choose which guests to put onto your podcast? Well, it basically falls into two categories. For the most part, I want other influencers who can refer me business and who are the right people to know, right? So I want to go, so basically what I did is I looked at, okay, number one, who are my ideal clients? And then Mm -hmm. I wanted to go, okay, what's the next level above that? I asked myself the question, who has the relationship with the people that I want to work with? Who do they, if they don't know and like and trust me yet, who do they know, like and trust? So I wanted to go one level above my ideal client and go straight to the influencers that they were following, the people who was coaching them. That's who Uh I would primarily invite on the podcast. And to me, there's a nice sweet spot, kind of a niche there between two groups of people. Number one is the ideal clients. And number two is the the high level, super popular, well-known influencers that we think makes a big difference that we have with them on our show, the Grant Cardones and Gary Vaynerchuks of the world. The dirty secret is they're not going to share your episode because they're too busy. They're, they're so busy. In fact, they may not even show up to your episode well-prepared or deliver much value because they're so insanely fast-paced and busy. Uh, we just booked, we booked Grant Cardone on one of our client shows last summer and my client called me up afterwards. He's like, dude, that was one of the worst episodes ever. <laughs> I mean, we still, we had to put it out because what are you going to do? But uh, that's the dirty little secret there. So there's a, there's a sweet spot in between. You go one step above your ideal clients, and, and, but you don't go all the way up to the biggest name influencers. And you go after the people that have the relationships that your ideal clients know, like, and trust. To me, that's the sweet spot. And what about like, their, their ability to share on social and things like that? Do you, uh, look, a, at, do you look at that? But unpredictable. Yeah. The, the, the same person could get amazing results and share their episode all, all over the place for one of our clients. And then we put them on another show for our, our clients and that are in a similar niche and, you know, different results. Yeah, it, like every influencer is different in how they share their stuff, but it depends on when you catch them. Sometimes they're really good at sharing it. Sometimes the same person can be really bad at sharing it. So, you know, the, it's, it's really hard to predict and track. You just have to go after the right people and hope that they do share it and, and that they do a good job of it. And then of course our job as the production company is to make that as easy as possible by giving them trackable links, by giving them graphics and stuff they can share on social media. But it's one of those things where you can lead a horse to water, but you can't necessarily make them drink. Yeah. When I first started my podcast, I did it all up. I mean, we gave them three pages of swipe copy, multiple graphics, audiograms. And then we realized like no one was using it. No one, you know, I mean, they would use our graphics, but no one was using any of the other stuff. And I'm like, well, this is ridiculous. Like I'm not going to keep writing all this stuff and approving it. If, you know, if no one's going to share it because likely they either just swiped whatever copy I put up or they just wrote something on their own. Right. Yeah. If, yeah, I was going to say, if, if they did anything at all and, and me being a guest, I would want to do the same thing. You know, like I, as, as good as other people are at copywriting, I have my own style. So the odds are, if you were to give me swipe copy for my appearance on Provitology, I'm probably going to write something custom myself anyway, because I want it to be in my voice and my brand. Love it. I love it. So, so what are the keys for someone who wants to get started up and start utilizing this as a networking? Give us some of the, like the top juicy expert tips. Like as an example, how many times a month do you pot, do you podcast? I know that you had said to me at one point, you know, I have our clients do one solo episode a month. 
Yeah. What are some of your like your kind of your game changing rules for the way you run podcasts in a successful way? Okay. So a couple things. Number one, we're really focused. So we're we're a production company and we have a weekly podcast formula that we feel like works really well. So that's our main bag. Um, the solo episodes that you mentioned, I feel like are part of the overall strategy, which is to use your podcast as a leadership platform, not just a place to share content. And to me, that just that mindset shift alone will make a huge difference for most of the people that are listening to this in, in your audience, because we're, we're all, we all work with the same people. Um, the weekly podcast formula that we recommend is two conversations with fellow influencers, right? So that sweet spot of people that have amazing content and already have relationships with your ideal clients. That's, that's two episodes a month. Uh, third episode, ideally, is in, in like a conversation with a successful client of yours right? Someone who already shares all your beliefs, somebody who already buys into your point of view, someone who agrees with your clear and compelling idea, right? And then fourth is that solo episode. That's, that's like the teaching, you know, that that's your chance to get up in your pulpit on a Sunday morning and deliver your message to exactly your audience and tell them what they need to hear in that moment in time. So that that's our weekly podcast formula. If you do that, everything else that you can think of, it works great stacked on top or as bonus episodes, or you can do all kinds of stuff. But I think everything rests on the foundation of those three types of episodes. And podcasting, what I love about it is it is so, you know, it is so easy to get up and into it, especially when you're working with someone like you, because there are, you know, like there's stuff I didn't want to figure out. Mm. You know, I like, I didn't want to figure out how to get on iTunes. I don't want to, like, I kind of want to show up record and then hand it off and it just kind of magically appears online you know so but it really is it really is easy and you do you get to have yeah. these great conversations you get to I mean I learn stuff every single time that I'm on mm -hmm. a podcast with one of my guests yeah and and the thing about like the conversations just going back to that first of all yes you're right and that's why my company exists because I built the same thing for myself I didn't I didn't get into this to sell stuff to other coaches I got into this, like starting my own production company because I started my own team to run my own podcast behind the scenes exactly the same way because I just wanted to show up and do the fun bits and let somebody else do all the rest of the stuff. Um, and that's how I got sucked into like starting this agency. Um, but going back to like the conversation. So it's, I think one of the biggest misconceptions out there right now is that you can just start a podcast and just start having a bunch of interview conversations with people and throw it out there and that the podcast will take off. Um, to me that that's a big, that like those days are gone, right? The day, the days of the, of the entrepreneur on fire, like just doing a bunch of interviews to me, interviews create demand for more interviews, right? So John Lee Dumas has a business model that's based on, you know, six figures in sponsorship a year. And then about 90% is selling other people on the dream of having six figures in sponsorships a year, right? John Lee Dumas doesn't sell coaching. He doesn't sell high level consulting, right? So if that's you, if you're on the audience for this podcast and you're selling high value, high impact, high profit services, uh, I think we're much better served having very, very specific types of conversations with other people who share our core beliefs. That's who you're looking to have conversations on the podcast with. Like you and I, Kelly, like we agree on a lot of things. Yes. So like I, I wouldn't have any issue putting my clients and sending them over into your community because I know you're not going to contradict me when I send people your way. And I think vice versa, you probably know the same thing. Correct. One, yeah, uh, 100%. Right. So, so you and I hopping on a podcast together is super easy. I do think there's a, we need to be careful with launching podcasts where we just interview a bunch of people because what you'll end up finding happening is about half those people, you'll have to massage the conversation to get them to not contradict you in your own podcast, right? Which sabotages yes. your ability to create demand for coaching and consulting. 
Yeah, we're, we're very specific. We have yeah. an interview process. It, I mean, we have people apply. There's an interview process. There's a vetting process. There is, it goes through my whole team, and then I actually have to approve those individuals. Yeah, it may. Well, it's funny because you're, you're the one. You. You're I fast tracked you. Yeah, exactly. All right. So you said something when, when I interviewed you on my show and, and you, you put it perfectly, so perfectly that I stole it and I've started saying it since then, which is you can't out hustle <laughs> bad strategy. I love yeah. that quote. I had a guest show up and I agree with that 100%, but I had a guest show up shortly, you know, within four or five weeks after you and I recorded that and said the exact opposite. Like, yeah, you know, like just everybody talks about strategy. You really just need to get out there and hustle and just get it into motion and start doing <sighs> something. I let that interview sit on ice for like five months. <laughs> yeah. Right. You know, I, want to cut that. I think I actually told my editors to cut that part out of the interview because he basically showed up and said something that directly contradicted my exact point of view. So yeah, there, there's a good, there's a good, uh, there's something to be said for being selective and who you have conversations with. And then it takes some skill as an interviewer to kind of get them if they don't completely agree get them to focus on the parts where you do agree and then get them to gloss over the parts where they're going to contradict you because it's going to, the whole point of like a podcast for a coach or a consultant is not just to find the people that are already potential ideal clients. You want to convert the people who could be into ideal clients and you do that by converting yeah. leads, right? So if there's, if your, if your podcast is going to be scattered and unfocused and it doesn't convert anybody to your belief system, they're not going to show up on your doorstep and want to sign up for anything. Right. I 100% agree. And, you know, and also like part of the vetting process is not only so that we can bring really amazing people, you know, I want to bring guests to our community that add value, yeah. you know, that people, people want to keep coming back and listening to our podcast because they're like, I'm learning so much yeah. in this episode. I'm learning, you know, I'm, you know, I'm learning. I want to follow these people. I want to work with them. And, you know, one of the things I told our team is I said, it's going to be really uncomfortable if we get someone on this podcast that directly contradicts what we're saying, because I'm not, I'm not a sugarcoater. I'm not fucking Willy Wonka. Like, I'm going to say something, you know, it's going to be uncomfortable. And I don't want to, you know, I'm not in the business of trying to make people look bad, but I'm definitely not going to, you know, shy away from my point of view on things just because I have a guest who's saying something different. Like yeah, I'm going to have us a conversation about it too. You know, like when we're pitching ourselves or, or reaching out to podcast hosts like you to get ourselves featured, it's one thing to feel like, okay, I bring value to Kelly's community, but you know, like you and I know each other well enough and, and I could get to know you that way through listening to your podcast enough to know, like, do, do we agree? You know, am I, am I really a good fit or is it just, you know, a place that I'm reaching out to, to pitch myself as a guest? So I do think there's uh, you know, um, in, in my, in my system, the way that I have my staff reach out is I want them to research the podcast enough to know, not just like, should I show up and bring value, but do we agree on enough? Like, is their point of view similar uh, to where if I show up and say what I really think, I'm not going to offend the podcast host. And if they notice something that contradicts my belief system, I expect that to be like, conveyed to me in the booking process by my staff so that I know what to show up and not say, because I don't want to cause them that, that sort of discomfort either. Right. right. I want to be a good guest. I want to be a, a nice guest who shows up and adds right. value and doesn't contradict them either. So yeah, that's, um, we need to keep it in mind on both sides, whether we host or whether we're pitching ourselves on the as the guest. So what do you, where do you recommend that people start? Do you recommend that they start as a guest and then go to their own podcast or do you, yes, you do. Yeah, okay. He's 100%. nodding. I can, yeah. I can see him. 
<laughs> yeah. And there's, there's a reason for that. So I think, you know, like a, giving a new podcast the best chance to take off to me, the, you know, the 80, 20 rule applies to everything. So the one most important thing that we can do to make sure a new podcast takes off is that the whole podcast hangs around one clear and compelling idea, right? So my whole podcast, you can see, you can see the artwork behind me. It's the UX podcast, but that podcast, I'm obsessed with the idea of how does a coach or a consultant get the maximum profit and impact with the least restrictions on freedom. That's what that whole podcast is about. That's the one idea that it hangs on, right? How do we build yep. this machine that takes us as the rock star and exponentially magnifies our impact without actually restricting any of our freedom? I didn't really come to that. Like that, that took a few years to arrive at that clear and compelling idea. I could not have launched that podcast four years ago, right? So people are still zeroing in on that clear and compelling idea, that one thing that their brand is going to hang around. To me, mm -hmm. the best way to get clarity on that is to go out and start talking and you'll start to notice what things resonate with other people, right? So start going and getting featured, start having those conversations with high-level podcast hosts, and you'll start to notice what they respond to, and you'll, not, you'll start to notice what the audience responds to, and you'll start to zero in, and all of a sudden you go, oh, I hit it, I said it. Like that last podcast interview, I expressed my idea more sharply and clearly than I've ever expressed it before, and that's when you know, okay, maybe now is the time to launch a podcast. I love it, I love it. So, so I'd love for you to share a little bit about what you, about what you do, because you do a couple different things. So I'd love uh, for you to share, of. because for yeah. a lot of people like me, again, I just want to show up and, you know, share my voice, interview great people. I, I have no desire, <laughs> need to learn about the back end of any of this. So yeah. tell everyone a little bit about what you do. Well, yeah, my, my one thing is the, is the, the, I build new media machines, right? So my, my whole thing is, is, is if you show up and you're a coach or a consultant, we can take care of all the back end stuff. We're going to book amazing guests on the show. We're going to produce it. We're going to promote it. And we're going to take care of all the marketing for it, right? So social media and email promotion, stuff like that. So basically our clients just show up and have a conversation like this on zoom and we go grab that file and take over and do everything else. Uh, then we, we also, you know, actually reach out and book those two high level influencers that I mentioned on the show every month, which is how we ended up booking people like Grant Cardone. So that's what we do. Uh, the other thing you mentioned that I do two things. I don't really do two things. I just created a program for the part that we don't do uh, because our production agency is so focused. Um, but all of my clients need to get featured. All of my friends and all of, all of our colleagues and peers in this world that we run in, they all need to get featured on podcasts. And they all came to me because I was producing their shows asking me, how can we get on more podcasts? So I created a program for that, that you can basically just send an intern or an assistant through and out the other side pops a fully trained, equipped and empowered podcast pitch assistant, which is what that program is called. Because all of my clients should not be doing any of that back end of getting themselves featured anyway, uh, just like they shouldn't be doing any of the back end of hosting their own show. So that's, that's what we do. We produce podcasts. And then I created a program called podcast pitch assistant to help with the other side, uh, because we should not be the ones getting them featured, they should be getting featured by having their assistant do all the reach out and the scheduling and all that stuff being done like under their control in house. And one of the things I want to say about that too, and, and Matt touched on it because this is, this is where it lands from, from my bailiwick because I build, I build brands and I help yeah. really, you know, I help people position themselves to make sure that they are tightly uh, niched 
and that they're making their competition irrelevant in their market is you guys don't just go on and start pitching yourself on a podcast. You, you need to also have that unique idea. You need, to, you need to be going on there with a clear and concise message that you want to share. That is, I mean, you need to be doing this anywhere that you're being interviewed, but on podcasts as well. You know, and one of, the, one of the ways for you to be able to develop that and make sure it's honed is to develop a one-pager. What, what do you think about one-pagers? Um, we don't use them at all. Really? I, I, I barely <gasps> use them when I get pitches. Yeah, because to me, the, oh, the, I totally do. the clear and compelling idea is so it that basically I look at what the pitch is. What's their hook? What's their angle? When they reach out to me and they pitch me in, in the body of the email, if that doesn't hook me, I don't bother looking at the one sheet. If it hooks me, maybe I'll go look at the one sheet just to see. Um, but usually if I'm looking at the one sheet, it's because I'm already on the fence about them. And that's not a good thing, right? But oh, really? They should be, yeah. Like in the body of the email, I should be hooked. I, sh I should already be saying yes. And then the one sheet, I'll just give it to my staff and, you know, I'm saying like, hey, here's their bio, here's their picture and stuff like that. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I, I could be totally weird about that. But yeah, I, I virtually never pay attention to one sheeters. Okay, I'm going to give you guys an alternative perspective here. Not that I, <laughs> I mean, like, because I think it's, it's up to everyone. Yeah, this is tactical, For yeah. Yeah, this is a super tactical thing. But for me, one of the things that it tells me is like, is this person really serious, right? Is this someone that that is is running a serious business? They've they've got their shit together, you know. They are coming in hot and prepared. And this may also be from my background as a publicist. I, th that I think so because I look at that and go, here here's what I think when I see someone sent me a one sheet, especially when it's from like a. Um, yeah, there's so many booking companies out there nowadays that do this and they, bear, they, they do a terrible job, right? They, their pitch emails are terrible. They, they generally do a horrible job of researching the podcast that they reach out to. Most of the time, like 80% of the time when I get a one-sheeter, it's from one of those. And so I'm looking at that going, you know, like I'm already, I'm already like kind of miffed because they clearly didn't research the show and they're pitching someone that's not a great fit and they have a one-sheeter, right? That we're seeing that more and more. So it, it doesn't, it's not a great reflection on the person that's, that's sending it. Now it may not be their, their fault. They don't know that they're being pitched to a bunch of podcasts that aren't a good fit for them, but that's part of why I created that program is that, yeah, it's that there's so there's booking companies out there that are for the most part, not doing a great job and they're hurting, hurting the reputation of the person they're pitching. Okay. I do have a good booking agency, but I also love the pitch assistant. Why not bring it inside? I think that is a brilliant idea. Yeah. So Mr. Matt, yeah. in wrapping up, what is your golden nugget of podcasting brilliance that you are going to leave with the audience? Podcasting is, especially hosting your own show, is a chance to lead, right? Mm -hmm. So you may not consider yourself a leader. That, that's a, you know, People are weird about that. Even my own business coach, I, I said that to him one time and he's like, until you said that, I never thought of myself as a leader. I considered myself a coach or an advisor. Um, but the bottom line is the people want to be led. Even ultra successful affluent people, they want to be led to results that they can't get on their own. That's why they hire us, right? Mm -hmm. And in my production agency, we have to lead our clients. They don't show up and just give us all the content we need and then we take it from there. We have to lead them to give us the, con the content that we need. And everyone that's listening, like your clients are in the exact same position. If they hire you to get a result, it's not just about you doing a bunch of work for them behind the scenes. They're wanting you to lead them to results that they can't get on your own. So being a coach or a consultant uh, is all about leadership and podcasting is the perfect platform for leadership. That's what turns a podcast into an incubator that takes cold traffic and turns them into clients. 
I love it. Thank you so much for joining us. This has been an amazing episode. You guys, check out the show notes. We will be linking to all of this juiciness where you can find out about Matt and his company. But where would you like them to go? Where do you want them? If they want to go check you out and stock, stock your handsome mug on Facebook, where, where would they go do that? <laughs> um, the best place is the website, pursuingresults.com. And then the training about getting featured and, have, and bringing that in-house is all at pursuingresults.com slash training. Excellent. Matt, thank you for joining us today. And thank you for listening to another episode of the Profitology Podcast. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Profitology Podcast. If you did, please share this show with someone that you know and help spread the word to your followers on social media. This is how we reach more entrepreneurs just like you around the world. Also, I'd like to continue the conversation with you about all things Profitology. So please join me and your fellow Profitpreneurs in our free Facebook group. You can find us at ProfitpreneurCircle.com. I frequently go live in our community to share tips, trainings, and innovative profit acceleration strategies, as well as resources that can help you accelerate your results in your business. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com. <laughs>